Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, This Feels Terrible. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. Uh, feeling good, feeling fine, super. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, got done with uh, one of my favorite interviews that I've done thus far. Um, my guest on the podcast this week is the uh, fantastic, prolific, super talented old friend of mine, Matt Gorley. Uh, Matt and I have a uh, have a rich history. We met when I was 15 years old and he was 26 and he was a, a camp counselor at comedy sports camp and I had a huge crush on him. And uh, we don't mention this during the podcast, but I have a picture. I was too shy to ask him if I could get my picture taken with him because I had, I had such a huge crush on him and, uh, at, at improv camp that I have a picture of myself that I will post on the, uh, on the This Feels Terrible Tumblr of me at 15 years old wearing his glasses and holding his shirt because he left them behind. And I had my friend take a picture of me holding his shirt and his glasses. <laughs> And that's 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 how that's how much I how much I liked him. Um, cut to uh, cut to eleven years later. Um, my my dear friend and then roommate Amanda Lund, who's a previous guest on the show, came home and and, and told me that she uh, that she had met him and, and was asking me if I if I knew who he was. And I was like, yes, please, yes, I do, and he's awesome, and please date him forever. Uh, and that was uh, it was a couple years ago. Um, so he's the uh, he's my guest on on the show this week. Uh, a few other things going on. First of all, huge announcement on March 29th, two thousand thirteen, eight p.m. at the UCB Theater. Uh, we're doing another "This Feels Terrible" live, and uh, and our guest our guest on the show. One of the guests is going to be Ms. Gillian Jacobs of Community Fame. Um, if you'd like to go to that show, and I hope you do. Uh, it should sell out pretty fast, so get get on this. It's only ten dollars. Go to uh, ucbtheater.com and click on the "This Feels Terrible" uh, link on the calendar. Or if you if you Google search "This Feels Terrible UCB Theater," it'll take you right to the uh, right to the to the link where you can buy a ticket. And uh, go ahead and do that. I'll be there. Um, Dan Herman will be there. It's uh, those shows are always a lot of fun. Also, the previous live episodes, I promise, will be available very soon. Uh, we have an episode with Rachel Lee Cook and uh, Jonah Ray. And first of all, before before we get started, um, you guys are sending in some really wonderful emails, and I wanted to uh, share uh, an email that I got from uh, from AJ. Uh, the subject is uh, why aren't men's gender roles nuanced. Uh, here we go. Uh, hey, Aaron. 
I just listened to the podcast with Molly Prather and wanted to try and list some problems that men have. After some thought, I think I'll concur that women may have more problems, but men have one really big, perhaps more severe problem. You pointed out that men typically don't have a support structure in which to communicate their problems through. I think that is the primary reason the suicide rate for men is so much higher than for men than it is for women. It is really a serious problem. It is a serious problem caused by the social codes that men bound themselves to. A lot of men's emotional emotional states are a dark place of unresolved feelings left to rot, and it's really sad. On the podcast, you said that you thought being a woman was harder because it was more nuanced. That's probably true. However, I think the problem is that men's gender roles aren't nuanced. Men are only allowed to express a single portion of their humanity. We're taught to be a man as if it is a single entity rather than a nuanced thing. It's like telling a truck driver he's not a good truck driver unless he's driving a Ferrari despite that. Uh, though both are just despite that though both are vehicles they are built vastly different and serve different functions we can't all be macho aggressive leaders the traditional role men have played in society is not really needed anymore and we're kind of left stuck unsure of what to do there's a widening gap in school performance between young girls and boys the boys are getting left behind in nearly every category I don't know what to do but I firmly believe the gender roles of men need to go through a similar redefining period the way women have over the last century into a role that allows and encourages emotional sensitivity and honesty there's nothing physically holding us men back the way women were literally held back we're just carrying unbound shackles because no one's told us what we have to do. What, uh, no one's told us we don't have to. Uh, sorry for my ramblings. Do you have any thoughts or opinions about this? Uh, thanks for all the podcast. Um, uh, AJ, uh, I, great, very well put. I, I think that's, uh, that's great. I'm re- really happy you wrote in and said that. I totally, totally agree with you. I also, um, I can't, I, I, like, I remember, like, when we were recording that podcast with Molly, it was, uh, there was, there was a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheekness, like, I remember at one, one point hearing, hearing us talk about, like, the problems that women have versus the problems that men have, and then, like, r- really joking about that, so, but it seems like you know that, like, that, that, that all should have been taken with a, with a grain of salt, um, but I think that's a, that's, that's a really, that's a really good point. I uh, I agree with you and thank you for your thank you for your sensitive email. Um all right. Here we go. Let's go to the interview. Hey guys, really quick um before we start the show, I wanted to let you guys know that uh we recorded this episode a few weeks ago. Um and uh the reason why that matters is because I think we say a few things that are kind of time sensitive. Uh like we talk about a upcoming show that that our guest Matt Gorley is doing, and and I may mention my live show. It's still a great episode, um, and also uh, in addition to being a great episode, um, at the end of the episode, we have a, a special um, "This Feels Terrible" theater segment. Uh, Matt Gorley and I improvise a uh, a bad date that we got from a listener, uh, Amanda Greenheart sent us sent us a the story of her bad date and we acted out um okay i'll stop talking now please enjoy the interview yeah so uh this was my first really serious relationship and uh i was i want to say i was 21 i think and um i was in a shakespeare festival in lake tahoe so it was this magical (laughs) summer retreat and I right. fell for this girl and she fell for me, but she had, oh boy, 
she well, she'll remain nameless because okay. she's great. Did she? Do you remember any of the name any of the characters that she played during the festival? Yeah, she played um, Celia in. As you like it. Well, uh, this is outing her already. If this poor <laughs> Let's say okay. she played Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> so, really progressive <laughs> festival. Long, long story short, it was a whirlwind summer. Mm-hmm. But she was living with her boyfriend at the time. And I think he sensed that she was pulling away. And she right. and I it couldn't, like, it just was going to happen between her and I. We fell for each other and so he came up to visit her and when they were sitting in the car one day the split second she said i think we need to break up he said will you marry me had a ring and everything <laughs> oh, God. so it got i wonder what that moment was like wait what did you say did you like oh gosh that's amazing yeah sorry anyway i don't know why i'm apologizing <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm saying sorry to them sorry to yeah <laughs> no i mean all of us agree we could have handled it better but when you're young you're right so yeah. will you marry me <laughs> i want to break up i think we need to break up is what something what she said as he proposed anyway right. cut to we return from the summer and she's now moved out and she's living in her own apartment and i'm staying there and one night in the middle of the night she's on the second floor you just hear this let's call her julie Okay. Julie! Like Stella version. You know, oh, man. It's basically Stanley Kowalski down there yelling. And we're just, I think we've actually moved to a corner. And we just <laughs> cowered in the corner. Matt. His name, I can't say his name, but I want to so badly because it's an unreal name. Like Romulus? Or like, it's, is well, it a strong sounding I'm name? I'm going to give you a similar name. Okay. And he looks like an Adonis. He's this over six foot tall blonde volleyball player, right? Oh, wow. His name is this essentially Adobe Anderson. Okay? <laughs> but, Adobe. But angl- anglicized. <laughs> All right. It's very alliterative and it just, it, it sounds like a made up name. And he was a very nice guy. Anyway, it was either the next day or the day after that. And whatever it was, I was at her place and she wasn't there. And I had mm-hmm. just gotten out of the shower and a door knock happens. And I, I know it's him. I just know. And I'm like, oh, he's going to confront me. He knows something's up. He's not really being told the truth. Right. So I'm in a towel and I just open the door wearing a towel and I'm like, this is almost too weird. It'll at least diffuse it or something. Right. Or like, he, he's not going to beat up a guy in his towel. Right. He at the very most would make sweet love to him. You know, he wouldn't. <laughs> well, and we learned from your first encounter of like, you, you crouching in the corner. You're not exactly, you're not, it's more flight than fight. Right? There was also when we were crouching, I think we had a newborn kitten and we were just crushing oh. <laughs> it like we're in the Anne Frank attic, you know, like. <laughs> So, I so, wonder what I wonder what your girlfriend was thinking in that moment. Like, oh, I guess this is sweet that he's not violent. <laughs> well, we both were. Right. I felt like I was huddling, like huddling. I don't know if we were in a corner, but we were under covers at the very least. Oh, you were under covers? I don't know. <laughs> Look, I was. I've always been a slight individual, especially when I was twenty-one. I was tiny. Yeah. I, I only had my wits to defend me. You sure, know? sure. Uh, no. So. <laughs> This guy comes to the door. I open the door and wearing just a towel. I'm sopping wet. And I say, just come on in. And he sits on the couch. And rather than sit on the chair across from him, I just sit next to him. On the couch. <laughs> I'm thinking, if I can just make this just weird enough that he will be confused. Yeah. And honestly, Do you remember if you had your glasses on? I, I don't know if I did. I, I don't know. I mean, I was 
literally had come from the shower to right. the door. So I doubt if I, I think, did. Okay. Well, I think that yeah. there's something, I, my dad has glasses and I think the most vulnerable I ever saw my dad was just, you know, there's something like kind of sad about a man in a towel and then having to put yeah. on his glasses. I might, oh yeah, I probably should have, because at that point I was, I'm sure wearing these giant dark rimmed owl glasses that no. like, um, who would have won? That was like Annie Potts in an eighties movie right. where she played as in Ghostbusters or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so I sat down next to him and he's like, what's going on? And I think I just went, look, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. so sorry. And and it was all it took. And he was a reasonable, nice guy. I felt horrible for him because, you know, when your gut, when someone's not being honest with you and yeah. he just left and then we never had a problem with him again. I think he had a hard time getting over it. And I've been in that situation where it's yeah. just all you want is the truth. You yeah. know? And I've been on both sides, you know, like where you're not being totally honest with someone and it's just they know it's awful. Yeah. yeah. That is a, well, it sounds like you handled it well. That is like, that's such a terrible, that, that's, that's the worst position to be in, the position of like not knowing Ugh. things and knowing that everybody else. Knowing in your gut, but not knowing on paper is, is <sighs> the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to say anything because you don't want it to be true. I'm you sure don't, yeah. I'm sure there was a time when he, well, and he didn't want to like identify it. I'm sure there was a time when, like when you, when you guys were at that festival, when he would, your, uh, when Julie was like, oh, this guy, yeah, I made a friend. His name is Matt. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's playing puck and yeah. he's, he's a lot of fun. He's all these sonnets memorized. I wasn't playing puck, <laughs> but my first Shakespearean role was Oberon. And I accidentally said my gentle fuck instead of my gentle puck. <laughs> that was at an all girls Catholic high school. Oh, wow. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, she really was. Because <laughs> Puck was a girl. Puck was played by a girl. Oh. But then nothing happens. Lay off. It's Shakespeare. You can't. <laughs> sure you can. How did that How did that relationship end? It, it uh, went on for a long time, off and on. And I, I was young and just just obliterated it. And she remains a really good friend to this day. And it's a testament to her that she's remained my friend because I, I never like did anything like cheating necessarily but I sure was I sure wanted it my way and when I wanted to be there I was and when I wanted to take space I took space mm -hmm. and I just so, yeah. so what do you elaborate on that what do you mean like it wasn't cheating I, well, well it, yeah you could call I mean in some ways it was but technically I never like went behind her back and saw anybody else except there mm -hmm. were these periods where I'd be like I think I need we need to take space we need to break up for a while and then I would see other people you know it mm -hmm. was it was like that fake honorable way of doing it because I was right. in my early 20s and I just couldn't fight evolution you know I mean yeah uh, it was it was bad but I, I don't know I've never met a person in their early 20s that have, a guy especially that has handled that well you know yeah I, mean, I know they're out there but it wasn't me you know, it is interesting when you're uh, when you're in when you're in your early twenties and you meet someone and fall in love with them. Your brain tricks you into thinking that like there are only four people out there, so mm -hmm. it's harder to break up with people and and sever those sever those ties. Wait, wait, what do you mean? What four people? Well, I mean, I mean, like, well, I mean, I should speak for myself, but. <laughs> Uh, but I think this is also how everybody everybody on the earth feels. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, people of Earth, I speak for you. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think that there's a, uh, and I think especially in teenage girls, I'll just talk for myself. I know that, like, with my first boyfriend, it was, we should have broken up a year uh, before oh, yeah, we yeah. did. But 
I didn't want to break up because you're just because you I hadn't been in that many relationships it seems like when you the your first love it feels like well this is the only person oh, yes, that will yeah. ever yeah. love me you never yeah you'll never yeah, yeah, yeah. and you don't you don't know like all the different kinds of people that you're compatible with and our chemicals in our brain make us think like, Oh, this is our, our perfect partner. This person that I'm fighting with all the time. And <laughs> <I'm miserable. laughs> yeah. Like no, the, the, but this is, this is the, the key to my lock uh-huh. and I'm attracted to other people. And I think we're moving in different directions, but I, I'll never have this yeah. again. Yeah. But then once you go through that process a few times, you yeah. realize like, Oh no, there are, I can, I can work with many different people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you have to go through that process to really be able to work with someone. Yes. I, I, yeah. It took that for me to be able to appreciate what I had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 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 Uh. <sighs> this is unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> It's a, you and I have talked about this before, but it's, uh, it's, it's funny talking about our early twenties because you were my improv camp counselor. That's right. You're, you're my second improv camp counselor I've had as a guest on this DVD. Oh yeah. Are you ready for the summer? Ready for the summer? Are you at comedy sports camp? Comedy sports camp. I knew you when you were, what were you, how old were you at that point? Uh, 15. Oh my God. I was 15 and, um, I met, you were my, you were my improv counselor and, uh, I, well, all the girls at the camp had the biggest crushes on you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you, you, you were just like the, I'm trying to think of like the, the equivalent character in Wet Hot American Summer, but like you, you were just so like breezy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this probably would have been right at the time when I was going through this situation with right, my yeah. girlfriend or whatever. Oh my God. You were, uh, you were very, uh, <laughs> you're very macho. No. Yes. No. <laughs> No, well, you, 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 you were, you, you were, you were very like, uh, I, I don't mean macho in a, in a, um, this is for the, I'm glad this way. is being recorded because I have never once been called macho in my life. <laughs> well, as a, as a high schooler, uh, you, you were, you were the most, uh, you were the most fit and handsome improv counselor. I don't, I don't that's know. That's true. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, was that's Jeff like, Davis out there? No, it was not that. Okay, then that must be the reason. <laughs> but I was... Jeff Davis would have been terrifying in high school. I wonder what yeah, that would probably, have been like. probably, probably. I was lean, and when I say lean, like sinewy, yeah. little, reedy thing, you know? Right. Well, I was in high school, um, so maybe you... Well, no, I I have pictures. I have pictures of you playing. I, have cre- I creepily have pictures of you playing like, kickball and things. Oh, yeah. Jihad yeah. ball. Do you remember we used to jihad play jihad ball? ball? Mm-hmm. That was that game I... I brought like, well, I used to call prison ball, but other people call war ball or nation ball. But this was, was this post 9-11? Uh, pre 9-11. So we probably just called it war ball then. No, we nation. still called it jihad ball. Oh, so yeah, I guess, well, terrorism existed. So. <laughs> was oh, that's jihad. right. It was, it was jihad ball. And then when 9-11 happened. Yeah, I was going to say. The producer of comedy sports was like, 
we can't. can't. And yeah. I said, yes, we can or else the terrorists win. We have to keep <laughs> the name. And we did. And I made shirts. Uh, yeah. Jihad Ball is basically a bombardment yeah. for you uh, yeah. dodgeball nerds out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of dodgeball listeners. I, it's my favorite. I it's excel at grade school games and I'm horrible at adult athletics. Oh. Yeah. But you probably are a fast runner. Yeah, I suppose. I was. I'm a little, little out of shape now. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I look it, but I can't run a block really? without oh god <laughs> i just started exercising again for the first time yesterday so it's going well <laughs> what'd you do what were your activities well, yesterday i jogged and today i did a little oh. uh, little fitness weights and stuff like oh that. fitness weights okay <laughs> i think that's a good you know, gauge that, of how fit no, you are that you that call them fitness up, weights <laughs> that conjures up those little lime green yoga weights that my girlfriend would use you yeah know, that, and you have like a unitard are. and yeah um, well a headband for sure sure leg warmings <laughs> I was picturing like an 1800s men's unitard and like you with a, like a big uh, mustache. Uh, Everything's sepia. I don't wear leg warmers, but I get it because my legs get really cold when I exercise. <laughs> um, gosh, it's so, 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 okay. So, so back to you. Yes. So what you would have been, so if I was 15, how old are you? You were. You're 27 right now. I wish. 28. 28. You don't look it. Oh, thanks. So I would have been uh, twenty six then. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a it's kind of a trip. Twenty six. You were um. You you had a very, uh, and still do like a very wholesome, safe vibe. <laughs> that's how I get them. That's how I get them in the door. And I was a uh, uh, you know preacher's. Preacher's daughter, uh, awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when we sat down, like we d sat down in a circle, and you did like a get to know you. <laughs> oh, this thing. is making it sound even more creepy than ever. <laughs> Just and the two of us sat down in a circle. <laughs> How you ask? You, you, you initiated you? a game called Guess the Body Part, where we all closed our eyes and you put our hands on your body. And if I recall, you were very good at it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think I had seen. Oh, no, that's not true. I. Like we were supposed to say something like cool about ourselves or weird about or like we shared something and you had a banjo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember this. Yes. And I said, I like I was nervous, had a huge crush on you. Instead of saying um, my grandfather gave me a broken banjo, <laughs> which is the, the story. I have an old broken banjo that my grandfather uh -huh. gave me that's not playable and I certainly can't play it and I can't play anything. <laughs> I was like, I play the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. But then I've, I've seen years ago, you posted something on Facebook where you were playing the banjo. Right. And well, I <laughs> asked you about it on Facebook. And I don't think we had spoken since. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thinking, because I was in a band at the time, and I think we may have needed a singer oh, man. or Well, the, like that's that. going to be a very sad coda to the end of the story. Oh. Uh, but I, yeah, I said I play the banjo, and you were like, oh, like, like a movie. You're like, great, like... I have a banjo. Play something. Oh, <laughs> like, right, right. like, what do you want to play? And I was like, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of a private thing. I just I do it. Um, I, I, know, so. <laughs> I do I it for myself. I have a banjo. And I was so I was so stuck on that. My my uh, my friend Aurora, uh, who's still a good friend. And I like the entire week. I was like, do you think he's still thinking about that banjo thing? Like, he knew I was lying. I know he knew I was lying. I didn't. I, 
I didn't. I'm pretty sure I told you like halfway through the week, probably apropos of nothing, probably like standing in line for food. I was probably like, hey, just got to tell you something. Uh, I got to come clean. I, uh, uh, I don't actually play the banjo. And I, I mean, I have I should have just said I have a banjo. So I play, and I, you were probably like, OK, like <laughs> you didn't care at all. But it was like a really oh, big deal. <laughs> oh, oh that, that warms my heart. Uh, that, so so that, the, 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 the coded to that story, what you're talking about, this Facebook video, I was playing around with GarageBand and yes. there was a there was like a banjo loop and I wrote a song to the banjo loop. Oh, but instead of like right. the video, like you can't see my fingers. And my intention wasn't to like trick people. It was oh, just it so it looked like. <laughs> so then it was such a bummer when you're like, ah, banjo. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <You've just laughs> Do I have to come clean again? Banjo. <laughs> Secret history lives lies like Banjo Gate. Aaron's Banjo, banjo Gate. Gate. I mean, I know this this might not be good podcasting, but I'd like to take. I'm going to go grab the banjo really quick. Oh my god! I'd like god. to present. The, I yeah. want to show you this yeah. banjo. Okay, yeah. Here, you can talk and talk about your experience. I mean, how are you feeling? This is a big moment. About now, the banjo. I'm excited to see what this banjo is all about. But it it's broken. You're not here. I'll answer your questions. Yes, I already told you it was broken. My grandpa gave it to me broken. Oh, well, I apologize. No need. I've lied to you twice in the past. Okay. It's okay. Oh, all right. Oh, this is broken? Well. <laughs> it's five string. This is a legit banjo. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Banjo. Oh, it's missing this, a this string. Is, that's what it is. Yeah, but I. But that's that's a recent. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much I can do with this now. A banjo is the reason why we didn't have a, a 26 year old, 15 year old uh, love affair at that camp. Do you think? Oh yeah. I think it was, was this. It? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Banjos in the night, exchanging. <laughs> um, wow, that's cool. Those is nice little bit. Is this? Your grandfather's initials? Those are my. Uh, that's my. Those are my dad's initials. Oh my god! Charlie McGathy, because he his dad gave him the banjo, and then he he carved his initials into it. He scraped it into the drum, or oh, yeah, god, what a rebel that dad of mine. Yeah. Well, my banjo I have is kind of a shitty banjo too. I bought it for right. forty dollars from my friend, but it has this big bicentennial eagle on the back. Oh, cool! Makes it look way more threatening than it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Hey. Um, but, uh, and then the night, the nice end to that, uh, to that, to that high school crush is that I, the, uh, well, and you were so funny and still our and listeners you. still so funny. Come on. <laughs> and, oh, and, and, uh, you know, back to Shakespeare, uh, Matt's also a, a, oh, a Shakespeare academic. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no. Scholar? No. Uh-uh. Top genius. No. <laughs> Top Shakespeare expert genius. <laughs> uh, you you, t- you taught some uh, improvised Shakespeare classes yeah. that were that Was were really that great. also one of the years that I had those t-shirts there? The uh, poor Yorick t-shirts or the... I think I had this, this oh, I don't want to talk about this, but it was really oh, nerdy, you... but I had these Shakespeare shirts that I had drawn. Yes. Would sell at Shakespeare festivals. Yeah. they were super Shakespeare nerdy things and I would sell them at this... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I used to make good money. Yeah, probably these incentive. kids are the same. Yeah. Probably off of these girls who are crushes on you because I know yeah, that I got unfair. your CD. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Which oh. I, 
I would love to play a song please, from it at the end. Don't. <laughs> I don't I don't know where the where the CD is. I probably Thank wore it out. God. <laughs> what was the name? So you you had like an EP. Um there's the dust the the dust, the dust bunny, bunny song. song. Yeah, they were like uh. <laughs> Here's the deal. I, I learned music much later in life. I didn't get a guitar till I was 20. And so I just hadn't developed a confidence with it. So I thought, well, if I do funny or like touching funny, like bare yeah. naked ladies level songs, I can always hide in the veneer of, well, this isn't serious. So you can't take it seriously, <laughs> you know? And, Man, I- and that was an album full of those. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I mean, I probably, I mean, to be fair, I probably would have loved anything, but uh, I, yeah, I think that, I think it was more a case of that. I don't think it would hold up to the scrutiny today. Well, I know there are two songs on it that were, that were really good, but you, I, I that CD came into my life at a time where I wasn't listening to any music. Like I didn't know anything about music. So. Right. Cause you didn't have an experience with secular music because of your upbringing. right yeah yeah but i also like i put that i put that on myself my parents would have loved if i oh. listened to secular music but i was like look guys i'm gonna do this all the way that's right <laughs> we talked about this the other night and how i was saying how my first real music purchase was journey's escape and my mom we went to music plus and she said go go pick out one thing that you want and i picked that and then she bought it for me and then that night i'm listening to the cassette in my room and i take it out of the player take it back to my mom and say I can't keep this. They're drug takers. <laughs> and she and she goes, well, just because they do doesn't mean you have to. And yeah. I learned this huge life lesson. Of, like, you don't have to emulate people that it, you respect, you know, or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and then I, I, I shared my similar story, which is that um, someone gave me Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill Uh-oh. when I was uh, when I was 14 and I, uh, I was listening to it and just reading along with the liner notes like he used to yeah, do. Yeah. And um, in ironic, she says chicken shit. And yeah. I immediately closed it. And oh. I was like, not for me. Yeah, I couldn't no. possibly. Well, how could you? And yeah. even to this day. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you said that, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and I do, I do tell you like the, the extra sad ending to that, which is, well, I, I folded it up and gave it to my mom and, and my mom said something similar to your mom, which is like, it's, it's okay, honey. Like you can look past it. Like art sometimes has, yeah. you know, wow. and, uh, and, and I was like, no, 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 no. Um, and then went in my room and blasted classical music in protest. <laughs> like was, was upset that my play? mom. Probably had... some Wagner thing that it was deeper <laughs> connotations, you know, it's master race. And <laughs> 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 or like <laughs> I know exactly what it was Bolero <laughs> which is all just classical sex music <laughs> classical well it was uh, it was probably uh, Carmen oh, by yeah. Bizet yeah. it was probably probably what it was which I don't know why I was obsessed with that's kind that. of sensual music yeah well Carmen yeah. is a is, is a is a torrid tale yeah, yeah much much more so than ironic isn't it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Um, man, what a life. So then cut to two, two and a half years ago. Um, I'm, I'm living with my friend, Amanda yeah. Lund, guest number four or five on the podcast. And, uh, and, and she, she says, uh, Hey, do you, do you know, um, do you know Matt Gorley? And I was like, Oh yes, yes. Go, go for it. <laughs> Thank you to this day for that. You're welcome. Cause I... <laughs> adore her she's perfect she's great yeah she, but you guys were came. working together and she uh she, yeah i i 
probably was a little like insane. I remember like the first time you were coming over to the apartment, I was like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, Matt's coming over. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, Whoa. <laughs> but you also were going through a special time too. <laughs> So you can't be faulted for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, when you guys were first, I mean, gosh. So um, listeners, to I feel like this this podcast is a lot of like giggles and winks. Uh-huh. Um, we'll call this the giggles and winks episode. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was going through a, a terrible breakup and yeah. I would just sit on the bed with you and Amanda yeah. and cry. Well, you kind of were going through what we were talking about, like someone who you knew something happened but weren't being given the truth, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of that. Yeah. And and a lot of asking you, like, why would someone do this? And we were trying <laughs> so hard on? to get you to unfriend him on Facebook, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, you forced him. me. Yeah. Do you yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. And then you got so upset that... I was so upset. Well, uh, yeah, I... Gosh, it's, so, it's such a funny thing. Like, of course, I should have immediately unfriended him. Yeah. But you're... You know, when, you, when you're getting over... A, and I've talked, I've talked about, this is, this is my uh, last relationship where my boyfriend started cheating or started dating somebody while we were still together. You can <laughs> call it cheating. That's full blown. Yeah. That's not even, I, mean, I think it textual. makes me feel like, yeah. it makes me feel like less of a, of a victim and sassier if I say he started dating somebody while we were <laughs> still together. Like he took the classy route and dated <laughs> No, he started. He started secretly uh, uh, having sex with somebody and made me feel like I was doing something wrong. Um, But when I like, we were fully broken up, and I uh, Matt and Kurt like you're very like stern about it. You need to, you have to unfriend him on Facebook. I'm a firm believer in that. You need some space when you break up with people to reset before you can ever. Yeah. You yeah. just have to, unless it was like one of those relationships where it's just, ah, we had a good time, but no hard feelings either sure. way. Sure. Yeah. But, but if man. it's, if it's a, well, and it was for you, you wanted me to do it because I was obsessively checking yeah. the, his page for like any clue of what was going on and like any, any like hint that, um, he was dating this because it was it was very confusing. He broke up with me and then and then really denied that he was seeing somebody else naturally, mm-hmm. um, uh, because he's an angel. Do you, um, still, do you ever talk to him? Do you ever have any? Friends? Um, the last time that I saw him was at a, and this was after like a year of not seeing him at a. Well, I last. Last January, I saw him at a party too soon to see him after this breakup, yeah. which happened in sept- October is when the breakup happened. And there was a lot of back and forth after that um, and friending, whatever. The reason why I got angry was because Amanda said, well, you can you can block him on Facebook and it won't necessarily unfriend him. So like do that as like an in-between step. So I was like, okay, okay. So funny thinking about this now, like it was very dramatic. It was, it was yeah. like in the kitchen and like, I was yeah, like pacing and, and you did it. And then when you found out that you were unfriended, you friended him again, right? Yes. And that was like, well, we were both trying to grab you. And like, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, because he sent me an email saying like, wow, Aaron, that's pretty low that you would have friend me. Yeah, I know. Oh, right. God. <laughs> Is that absurd? I am only dating this girl while we were seeing each other. I wasn't cheating on you. You can't unfriend uh, me for that. It, well, he he denied it to the yeah. to the to the to the bitter end. Truth will out. Yeah. If some years pass, I'll read a I'll read an email that he sent me after the breakup that was basically like, "Hey, and this is what happened." And I'm That's an awesome what person. To me, I found out um, 
years after that I, you know, I was told one thing and always knew. And then I found out years later. Yeah. And then confronted the person and they admitted it. It's kind of, uh, I mean, with that experience, it's kind, of, it's kind of exciting in a way now because I don't care anymore and I'm really happy in my current relationship yeah. and really thankful that that yeah. happened yeah. and happened in such a, like, you know, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, it's um, hard to reconcile that when someone cheats on you. Yeah, well, and he also didn't want to. to do that, right. though, but if they're going to do that, you're being done a favor by saying, well, obviously... You yeah. can't be with someone that cheats yeah. I do wonder, I have thought from time to time that like he wanted to, I think it started out with him wanting to have just, you know, a little, a little extra curricular and like wanted to come back after, like wasn't initially, yeah, maybe, yeah. which is so selfish, like oh, just yeah. fucking break thinking, up with me, just break up with younger. me. Yeah. You just have the yeah. balls to walk away, but yeah. yeah. Um, but uh yeah i saw like and this is this is embarrassing this is like this is january of last year we had i had just started dating dan um like for we had just been dating for like a couple of weeks and i was feeling really good and really like happy and like oh god i met i met this wonderful person and you know when you date someone new after breaking up with somebody who's treated you badly the new person you're like oh my god humanity yeah. amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and after the deep deep sadness and uh d- depression um but oh god so skinny got so skinny <sighs> um so it's not a good trade-off <laughs> 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 do you remember I called you and Amanda from Atlanta and I was like guys I am a so skinny <laughs> and I went I, yeah. I lot like through that breakup lost like 30 pounds or something uh, over the course of three weeks or something I yeah I, I did something similar in my situation I weighed 123 pounds oh man and that's that's when I think you have to hit that rock bottom when I went oh this this is taking too much for me. So I, yeah. like, for the first time went to the gym and for the first time ever started exercising and eating and just like, for the I, first time ever started eating. Yeah. It was the first bite, <laughs> first bite I ever took. I was what was it like? Up until then, the entire time. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, a lot of backlash on that, but I'll, I'll stand up for it. Uh, n- and not my mom's. It was fine. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where I was God. Oh, that's, oh, oh. I had to go from wet nurse to wet nurse for years. <laughs> so that should be the name of a, of a book you write, From yeah. Wet Nurse to Wet Nurse. Yeah. Dry them um, up. Dry them up. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. It's a commercial. Um, so this uh, so this last month... Uh, for the for the month of February, uh, we we did a contest for the funniest donation amount. Funniest donation amount. Um, the uh, the the funniest number, as determined by uh, me and uh, Dustin Marshall and uh, anyone else who is in the room. Um, this in in order to we're gonna do also do this for March because it was a lot of fun. Uh, Go to uh, feralaudio.com, click on This Feels Terrible, and click on the donate button. Donate the funniest amount. Uh, it could be a very small amount. It could be a big amount. The The actual like monetary value doesn't matter. It's it's just what do you think the funniest number is? Let's start a discussion about what funny... What are what are the funny numbers? Uh, we've, we've decided as a community that we are um, anti-Michelle um, and anti-Amber. 
maybe not totally anti-Amber. And also, it's been pointed out to me several times that uh, our first lady is named Michelle. Yes, I understand. But does that not concern you? It concerns me a little bit. I mean, she's great and, like, uh, I mean... She does a lot. Of, she does a lot of good work. She's she's uh, obviously super smart and wonderful, but her name is Michelle. So, you know, let's all take a moment. Um, anyway, uh, to help me announce the uh, the winner of the uh, funniest amount contest, I'd like to welcome uh, my friend and Harmontown Dungeon Master, Mr. Spencer Crittenden. Hey, hey, I'm here. Hey, Spencer, here how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. Having a good time. Listen to you guys talk. Yeah, you you were in the you were in the room when we were doing the the interview. It was nice having you here. Thanks. It was it was it was enlightening. It was a blast. <laughs> You're like a happy little cat in the corner. Yeah, I was just soaking up knowledge like a knowledge sponge. <laughs> you're a real you're a real knowledge sponge, Spencer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um so Spencer, uh who is our who's our winner of the of the funniest amount? And the winner of the funniest <laughs> amount with a winning donation of nineteen ninety nine is Aaron Hinson. Aaron Hinson, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about why nineteen ninety nine is the funniest amount. Uh, do you have any thoughts? I know I chose the thing, but but uh, do. Do you, do you have any thoughts on why 1999 is the funniest donation amount, Spencer? My first thought is just like, and this is random, but it's my first thought was, we're going to donate like it's 1999. <laughs> and that's, I don't know, that's just the, the first thing that pops into my head. Right. I think that's kind of fun. It know. is It is like a loaded year. I think because like it, it's such a it's, a, it's an amount that's usually reserved for like a mini grill or you know, like a, some sort of sale item, like it's yeah, yeah. And now for the low, low price of nineteen ninety nine, not twenty five dollars, not twenty three dollars, not even twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's a it's a uh, as seen on TV price. It's a it's certainly not a uh, donation amount, which is <laughs> which is which is really funny. I'd like because you know it's all it's a mind trick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I'm gonna make them think that I'm donating twenty dollars. I don't even have to donate that much. Yeah, they're just going to naturally assume that's how much I'm donating, but it's not quite. Yeah, it's great. So Aaron, uh, Aaron Hinson is going to receive uh, as her as her prize. She's going to receive a um, a package from me. And I. Um, oh, God, I have the. Hold on. Sorry. It's, I have the things that I'm sending her in the other. Leaving the room of the makeshift studio. No, wrong, wrong podcast. Um. Hey, hey, this feels terrible. Audience, um, are you enjoying yourself? I'm enjoying myself. Um, how about that Matt Gorley, right? He's he was really funny. I was I don't know if you're supposed to like laugh out loud if you're in a podcast or if you're not supposed to laugh out loud to, you know, disrupt the recording or whatever, but I was certainly uh silently shaking and jiggling and laughter over here next to Dustin. It was a it was a real treat. I'm sure it'll be a treat for you. Um I really thought that last uh, the last little spiel would take me through all the way to her coming back, but it's not the case. Um, if um, if you haven't you know heard, there's this show called Harmontown. It's the best thing on the block. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's anything you want it to be and more. Um, 
I'm a part of this podcast. I'm in a in a weird nerd thing. I'm the dungeon master, so you know, check it back, check it out, check it back, check it back, and check it up. <laughs> okay, so I have the things that I'm going to be sending to Aaron Hinson. It's kind of it's kind of whatever's uh, whatever's around. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Spencer, I'll let you describe what's going to be in this package for Aaron Henson. Okay, first up, we got a, a lovely, what appears to be an iPhone 4 slash 4S case, I would know. Um, Scott, these lovely, it's a lovely floral pattern. Uh, mm-hmm. Not like, like a floral print, like it's a depiction of, of lovely flowers. Yeah, it's pretty good. Really good. Yeah, we also uh, have some... Uh, um, these can best be described as cute erasers. Um, one of them, sha- there, two of them are shaped like octopuses um, in various colors, and one of them's a little black lucky cat. I think they call them cats. <laughs> I also have a, uh, a UK edition of Psychology's magazine that I bought at the Heathrow Airport this past uh, December. This is the the January issue, so it's, it's you know, psycho- the, the uh, you can have a happier family is the, uh, the the headline. As we all know, it doesn't apply to American brains. Right. We also have that. This sure. is, um, it's a business card for Starburns Industries. Um, mm-hmm. It's for Joe Russo. 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 Yeah. Joe Russo. I know his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, also have uh, a, a GameStop gift card. Uh, I don't know how much it's for. Um, I know it's not been used. It could be a thousand dollars. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then, uh, then lastly, um, with <laughs> I have a photograph. This could best be described as a snapshot taken in the late '90s, <laughs> late to early '90s. There's yeah. three. Um, I'm gonna say middle to high school girls mm-hmm. sitting in a blue white fake plastic looking convertible at what appears to be Disneyland mm-hmm. posing for a uh, picture. There's a sign that said did we goof up your and then it gets cut off. On the back it says Jaime Mo Burley Hen no Jen. <laughs> Jamie Moberly. <laughs> Jamie Moberly. Jen Chicklester. Chittister. Chittister. I can't read. I no mean, it's okay. Sean Hepworth, Sean Hepworth, Sean Hepworth, Sean Hepworth, and Aaron McGathy. Yeah, did you see me in that picture? Yeah, you're the one in that. You, she's driving in this picture. I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. Just like in life. Yeah. So everybody, uh, donate your funniest amount, and these treasures, similar treasures, they will be totally different next month. Uh, could be yours. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for helping out, Spencer. Yeah, I'm glad I can help. <laughs> Back to the show. Um, so had been dating Dan for uh, a couple of weeks. Was feeling great about it. And uh, you know, when you when you go through a breakup, you go through these these highs and lows where you certain periods of time where you're like, I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, like yeah. I'm invincible and I don't care anymore. This is amazing. I really don't care anymore. I don't feel brokenhearted. And I went to this party um that was like I knew he was going to be there and I was like I'm great like it was our it was our mutual friends it was mostly it it was his his group of group of friends from Chicago who I had become very close with but I probably shouldn't have gone I probably should you know wait that out 
everybody. You don't have to immediately assert that you're going to remain friends with yeah. your with your ex's friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always weird. But I went and uh, Dan Dan was busy, so I went by myself and like he walked into the party, walked in with his his new girlfriend, um, which which was weird because, you know, it's strange. This was the same girl? Yes, same girl, yeah. They walked in together. His story was that they like they tripped and accidentally kissed the moment that we broke up or something like it's it's almost that really? weird. Yeah, it's it's really funny. I almost um, believe it now. <laughs> I wish it's too good man. If he if he was a if you ex boyfriend if you're listening, I want to come on the podcast. I'm sure you don't, but if you do, oh, I would I would great. That would and be great. Bring the girl on too. Oh are god, they still together? Yes, they are. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, which is which which makes me feel. I don't. Re- I honestly don't really feel anything about it. But it. It. I think I would be. I'm happier that they're still together yeah. than if they didn't, because I sure did cause a lot of uh, collateral emotional damage. So yeah. you know, make it work, guys. You didn't. What do you mean? You no, they did. Oh, they did. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought you said you did. No. 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 Um. Yeah. So at this party, like he he came in, and I was like really cool. I was doing that thing <laughs> that like, were you actually leaning on a doorway with, one I mean, basically like I like, I, th- I looked great and I was, uh, Dan had asked me if I would go to an awards show with him and my ex-boyfriend's very, uh, into that stuff, into industry type things. And he was like, Hey, how are you? And I think within 30 seconds, I was like, I'm great. I have a new boyfriend. We're going to award show. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to and he was like, oh, okay. You know, and does, didn't give me the response that I no. wanted. I wanted him to be like, Oh God, I, I made a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And then me be like, see you later. And then I like yeah. throw bleach on his clothes or something. Uh, but instead he was, he, you know, he, he didn't care because he's wearing a mink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referencing the Beyonce video oh, where she like uh, puts her ex-boyfriend's clothes in a bathtub and, and uh, oh, okay. dumps bleach on the clothes. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, so, and, and then, and then walked away from him and it was fine. It was a fine interaction. And like, friends are coming up to me saying like, Hey, like, is everything cool? And I'm like, you know what? Everything's great. And then I, I saw, like, it was the first time that I saw him and his new girlfriend, like being really physical with each other. And I was like, you know, whatever, it's fine. I'll probably feel better if I do a bunch of shots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause I'm a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I drank a whole bunch. Uh. Um, next, next thing I remember is standing, cornering him, saying to him these words, just admit you're a bad person. Oh, well, you know Just what? say it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Just say better. you cheated on me. Yeah. Just I think say, that's yeah. You're a shitty person. And he was like, stop it. Please stop. He's like, Aaron, this is not the time for this. Just say it. We all know it. We all know it. Just say you're bad. Just say you're bad. <laughs> oh, and everyone hears this. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Every, uh, like, this is, this is oh. not a party at a, in a ballroom. It's a party in an apartment. A library. Yeah. And, and, and everybody, <laughs> and, and like, you know, it was just a ticking, uh, t- like, uh, like oh. these two elements, everyone was like, ah, don't let that bleach get near that pneumonia. Like, it's going oh. to explode. And, uh, he, he, he stopped the, uh, stopped the conversation and, and said to me, like, I'm not going to let you ruin this for me. I think meaning his like his his new relationship and him and his girlfriend uh, walked outside and uh, his friend. I mean, his his friends are awesome. 
uh, and several of them have stopped being his friends because of this whole thing, but like came over to me and God, they're so nice because they put up with me. I think it's sliding down the wall, Claire Dane style, like he just won't say he's a bad person. Uh-huh, yeah. And I'm saying like, Aaron, get out of, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, then my my friend uh, my friend Andy was like, "Aaron, come on, let's go dancing," <laughs> uh, which was a terrible idea because then he he took me he took me out of the party. We walked by my ex boyfriend and his new girlfriend as they were smoking, and his his new girlfriend's also like she, she I, don't know, I think she's like twenty four or twenty three, and I and I said very loudly like, "It's ridiculous to start smoking at twenty three. <laughs> Since you've been born, it's it's cause cancer. Like what are taking you, the maternal aspect always works. People, <laughs> like sit them down and which I mean, like I uh, you know smoking. Yeah, guys, makes you feel really deep, and I get it. And I and I uh, I I've never been a smoker, but I understand how tragic it makes you feel. But when you've come from a very privileged home and you smoke, you're retarded. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, sorry, Dustin. Um, I know you don't come out. No, you deserve it. You earn those cigarettes. You earn them. Um, but yeah, so Andy took me to this party and I just uh, started started dancing and and then just started crying and just right into, there on the dance floor no i will like the, again it Let's looks great did. it looks great yeah prob- probably like yeah. i i just I, you know just a fucking wreck the so that happened and then i um i he he called me the next day and said uh i mean it sucks because i gave him a reason to write me off as a yeah. bad person and not that I wanted to continue that relationship but he said he called me and he was like look like I thought that we he put it on me he was like I thought we could be friends like I thought that we were cool and like because when we broke up he also said to me like I I think that we should remain best friends I can see us being like continued which is a really which he was able to say because he had totally he had given himself a lot of time to Mm. totally fall out of love with me meanwhile I was like you know doting I've been talking about this relationship for too long on this podcast but uh you you and amanda really really helped me through that that dark oh, time well i'm glad i i mean i hope we were comforting and a voice of reason i felt like no, sometimes were... we get a little um blunt you know oh no it was good i mean you probably saved my life but i, but, I mean it was also a revolving door of uh <laughs> <just> suitors <laughs> yes literally almost because remember that time oh. that <laughs> I wasn't there, and a strange guy walked into Amanda's room. So embarrassing. Get out, get out. (laughs) And then there was the time where we had to hear the conversation you had with a mustache guy, like a mustache connoisseur. What was he? He was talking about his mustache all the time. He was talking about, oh, God, so embarrassing. I met this guy at this bar called the Thirsty Crow, and we went. I I just stupidly invited him to come have drinks with me back at the apartment, and he started talking about. he was one of those guys that had like a little card box, like with his like weed accoutrement. I, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. care if someone smokes weed, yeah. but like if you have so many accessories, it's yeah, like it's really kit. lame. Yeah, yeah like you, know, you yeah. your vintage weed uh, kit, yeah. like uh, you're holding your personality in yeah, your hands. Yeah. Um, he was talking about uh, absinthe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. oh, okay. And then I, I, I said to him like, I, you know, I think you should go. Yeah. 
it's time for you to leave. And he got so mad. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember hearing the whole thing. It was very entertaining. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It was like this, just waking up to an Edgar Allan Poe story being acted out in your, in the living room. It's this midnight reader's theater that's happening. Oh boy. It, it was, it was really helpful having you guys there because the, you know, like like and care about you guys both so much and then as a unit you're so great so it was a great like okay this is what i'm aspiring to meanwhile i'm oh that's nice yeah bringing home these monsters you have to go through it i went through that phase too yeah it's just tell me about it (laughs) i mean i don't know i've never been like much of the one night stand kind of guy it just doesn't work for me i don't i don't think i have the mentality and i don't say that with any um uh like higher ground I think I tried and I just was no good at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but there was a period where I would seriously You didn't date. hate yourself enough. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Man, I really hated myself. Is that what it takes? Oh. I, I, yeah, just like zero self-worth. Just treating myself like a garbage yeah. bag. Like, really. I tried yeah. for a while to get over a relationship. And mm. that just doesn't work. Yeah. That, because I... I couldn't fool myself enough to say that that was my problem. I was, I would bring girls home and it would be this like, well, I can fool myself for a night to think that this is something. Else. And I just couldn't, I couldn't yeah. deny the fact that I, my affection still lay elsewhere. You know? Yeah. And yeah. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't fake that. I no. always feel, and it feels extra empty. Yeah. I'm just, I was no good at it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I go back and forth. Uh, between being really, really thankful that I've uh, been around the block, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, oh, that that sounds that sounds bad. Um, uh, no, I I'm happy that I for myself, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but it's it's nice to. I've been in, I've put myself in romantic positions with several people, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and, not, and not necessarily like sexual, but like um, really, really tried a lot of people on for size. I don't know if you have to have had your heart broken, no. but it helps. Yeah, it, it helped me. I, I had to get shaken up a little, you know. Yeah. Do you feel like with with every how do you, how do you think that factors into? your current relationship uh, like your past. I can't take it for granted and I you know like even just recently I have to keep asking myself is this in my head or is this really happening and and take some of the responsibility on myself yeah. you know whereas before it was really easy to just couldn't possibly be me by, by <laughs> Jove <laughs> you know yeah ridiculous yeah yeah wait what do you think that is as opposed to thinking like this is totally my fault uh, I don't know if, I don't know. I was probably different for other people, but for me, I think it was that I didn't have a lot of accountability. Nobody forced me to, I just, people didn't call my bullshit yeah. until, until maybe my bullshit wasn't called, but someone just left and had every right, right. cheated on me and probably justifiably. So, I mean, I think a better way to handle it is to say I'm taken off and we're done, but, right. but I don't think I could blame them, you know? Yeah. And then, and then it made, woke me up to go. Like you can't do that, you know. You can't just have a one-way street in a relationship, you know, right? Or at least a three-quarters way street, and then one three quarter quarters of the way, like a bike lane that goes the other way. 
my analogies are what usually keep my relationship. <laughs> if you were, uh, if, if, um, love was baseball, <laughs> I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. I'm an expert <laughs> on love and sports. Go really well. If, if, if love was, was baseball and you had a, uh, a card for yourself as a player with stats on the back. Oh, what do you geez. what do you think your your strengths and your your weaknesses would be? Oh God! <laughs> Matt just threw up. Whoa. Blood. Whoa. Oh God! Ha ha! Oh man, that is a good. That's some Barbara Walters level bullshit right there. Uh, <laughs> strengths and weaknesses. It's just a bad sign that I don't know right away. Like, oh, what do you think my- your your strengths are? Like, if you were, if 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 love is baseball, and uh, everybody was assigned like a different position, like, what do you think well, you're like? I do greatest know this. Skills? I am honest and and haven't cheated on anybody. Um, so I guess that's something, right? But, but I even feel like I wear that around like, <laughs> like a badge. But like, <laughs> I, I find a way to make that negative. You know, like, yeah, like somehow. That's interesting. I do that that's too. That's just where you, that's the base level where you should be starting. It's not really you don't get right. a medal for that. You know? Yeah. Like if you're going to be in a relationship, that's the least you should do. Right. You know. Um, I this relationship I'm in currently means the world to me, and so I think it's the first time where consistently I ask myself, how can I improve this? Or if we have problems and we do, I have to step back and go, is this could be me? You know. Instead of mm-hmm. just just walling up and defending myself, but at the same time, it's harder because, like ninety percent of my relationship right now is just so great, and then ten percent of it is f- abject fear, where you're just mm-hmm. going, you you love someone so much that a greater fear comes along with it, and that fear causes you to do certain things like wall up or, yeah. or defend yourself in ways that are probably not objective. You know, fear of fear of an ending, fear of, fear being of yeah, anything going wrong. So in a sense, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but hopefully you have 90% of the good stuff in which I think we do. So yeah. it always wins out, but there's definitely times where I have um, probably not seen things objectively because my first fear is protection, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, Amanda and I are very similar in that way. So we both look at the other one sometimes with a sidelong glance of like, are you taking advantage of me? Are you, you know, like, or are you, are you a threat? And so that's just out of total love in a way. I know that is weird, but it's like a, I'm sure it's just an insecurity or something. How do you view, like, do you view a relationship as a, if you have to, had to choose between like just objectively speaking, not necessarily like with Amanda, but do you view your relationship as a, a partnership, like, like almost like a business, business is the wrong word, but like a, an agreement, or do you view it as like a rule or do you view it as a, like a, a baby that you're making or, or a pie? <laughs> <laughs> or I, a bike or a fire. I think probably, <laughs> probably closer to a pie or a baby. Or yeah. like something you really want to have. And do you like my leading question? Yeah. <laughs> my leading nonsensical question. Uh, that being said, there is work to be done. You know, yeah. You have to do work. Like I've consciously, even recently, tried to just think of some things that are positive, like take active steps towards things and 
Yeah. I know we both do that. Um, but yeah, I don't ever spend the day thinking step one and step two have to happen or anything like that because at least for this relationship is the first one where really it is like baking a pie or having a baby where you're just like, you're just doing it because that's you, you're, you love pie. You know? <laughs> I want this pie so badly. And, right. um, there's no, there's never any question to me of like, is the work worth it? So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like work, I guess, even though it technically probably is where you have to sit yourself down and go, Oh, just shut up. <laughs> you know? Do you, uh, do like in your in your your relationship like do you do you treat does it does it feel because because you guys aren't you guys aren't married obviously you don't have kids like you yeah. live together cat. you have a cat that's not ours <laughs> um do you view like this time as a well, and this is a sensitive question, and I say this fully knowing that Amanda is going to listen to this. And it, and so I guess I'm like kind of saying this to Amanda, too, because I'm imagining her like sitting like a ghost figure in front of me. But like, do you see this time as a as as a trial or as a time when you're like m- making something like the beginning? Oh, do you understand yeah, that? Absolutely. The beginning. We talk about it. I mean. Yeah. And I've been in the trial phase many times like that. Right. And this doesn't feel like that at all, at least on my end. But I know she said as much, but I don't want to speak for her. But I. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no. I think both of us are fully engaged. Cool. <laughs> t-shirt made. <laughs> uh, Did I, you say, I, can I, I get that t-shirt now? Yeah. Oh, no, made. Fully oh. engaged. I'm crazy about her. Like I've never been about yeah. somebody else. So. Uh, it's it never makes looking at your own faults more attractive, you know, mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel like, yeah, nobody likes to look at their own problems and go, oh, you just want to deny those things. Right, it's so right. much easier to pack those away and make it somebody else's fault. So both of us make that mistake of making it the other person's fault. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot easier in this relationship for me to step back and go, oh, gosh, if I'm, if I'm being insane, I want to know because... Yeah. I don't want to be doing that, you know, so. Well, and because you're crazy about her, like do, and this is, this is me projecting from my own relationship, but like, do you, like, do, do little fights seem more huger because it's like the stakes are higher? We have the most minuscule fights that are huge fights turn into fights about the fight because yes, that's, yeah, where, that's yeah. the thing. Fight we about the fight. fight about anything but fighting. That's all we <laughs> fight about because I have a problem with the way she fights and she has a problem with the way I fight. Yeah. We don't fight on the same rules. Right. Neither better or worse, but that's where we have these, what I call seasonal fights. <laughs> Like, oh, the harvest is in. Here we go. Put on your gloves. (laughs) Let's do it. And uh, it's always about some little thing will happen that either one of us could walk away from. Yeah. Something that the other person wants that's so minor that no normal person would have any problem giving that to them. Right. Yeah. There's something about the way it escalates into a different territory that both of us have an issue with. And and I think probably me more so. Like I admit, I, I, I like. I guess I probably have a specific way of fighting. Like, I feel like, you know, well, you're a more particular person than Amanda is, probably. right? Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I sort of, I think I live under this myth of, like, gentlemen's rules of fighting. <laughs> we meet at dawn with pistols and, you know, oh, that sort of thing. What's your, what's your fighting ritual? 
like preferred fighting ritual or what we have? Um, well, what what do you have? What's your like usual? Um, I don't know if we've established a ritual necessarily. Well, she's really. Let's put it this way: like if if maybe she hits below the belt, but she is also the one to pick up the pieces and take responsibility and move the thing back to loving. Nice. I hold a grudge. Mm. Maybe I, I try to fight more <laughs> tempered. I don't know. Like, I don't think she'd argue with me on this, but I don't want to say anything out of turn. But I hold a grudge in a way that isn't fair, you know, and mm. and I, I just can't. I can't Why do you feel. think that is? I To be do- honest, I think it's because I had a, a contentious relationship with my sister. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she used to pick on me a lot, and and oh. I have this inflamed sense of justice that you know. Yeah. Yet in the rest of my life, I hate extremes and melodrama and black mm-hmm. and white and how things are good and bad and yeah, it's all gray area. But yeah, when I get locked into a fight, I think I do revert back to this thing where I'm trying to get it fixed, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It's not very conducive to anything. So, I mean, she's the one that is so good at pulling us out of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I keep on trying to remind myself of this that like I think Dan and I are similar in that we fight about fighting. Yeah. Like there's some like thing like I if and if I feel like he's I think a lot of our fights are based on him telling me how I feel about something or like the reason why I'm doing something if we're just having like a casual discussion. Um or, or maybe not a casual discussion, like something that, that, like a serious conversation of he tells me how I feel about something. Because I think he has a lot of, he has a lot of baggage mm-hmm. um, from like ex-girlfriends or like his mother. And like, I get, I, I can't, I can't let it go yeah. unless he like takes it back or apologizes for it, for it. Yeah. That brings us to, it's a perfect time to do Aaron and Dan's Dumb Fight Corner. Uh, so this week, uh, Dan and I had one dumb fight. Uh, I I am turning uh, this spare room in the house into an office. The blue one. The blue That's one. Nice. So, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, Can I just solve it? <laughs> you solved it. Okay. We were wondering what color it was, and I said I said it was blue, and he said it was cerulean, and oh. you did it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I in that room. There's the there's the modem for the computer. Uh huh. Or for the internet, the uh, the router. Um, sorry, internets. Uh, the all the all the business that connects you to the www. Um, I at one point, like I like I was moving around things in the office, and I I unplugged. I I, I accidentally unplugged the internet, but didn't realize it, and like plugged it back in to something else. Yeah. Like I was putting in a uh, not not an extension cord, but like one of those plugs. It's like a six plug thing yeah. into a two plug yeah. outlet. And he came upstairs. He was working down downstairs, and and he was like, "Hey, did you uh, did you unplug the internet?" And I was like, "No, no, no." And it was like we looked at it; it was working. And it was like, "Oh, okay, cool. It's it's being weird." And he went back downstairs again, and um, oh, I had plugged, I had replugged it into a uh, power strip that had a switch on uh, it. That wasn't on. Well, no, it was on. It was on at the time, um, and I had put the reason why I I thought that it was the printer. But it was the internet somehow. Oh. And I had also, the reason why I was using that power strip with a switch on it was because I, there's a lamp that is like high up on a, on a file cabinet and I had plugged that in. So I was like, oh, this is how I turn on this lamp with this uh-huh. switch instead of like climbing on a chair and turning on the lamp. So 
Dan was working late. This was like two hours later. I turn off the switch. And so therefore turning off the internet and, uh, I go, I go to bed and he comes into the room and he's like, Hey, like the, the internet's not working. And he's like, I'm going to reset everything. Like came to like, like walked into the, the other room to like reset the tower and like all this stuff because we didn't understand why the internet wasn't working because we had already checked and seen that like I hadn't unplugged the internet. And so I was lying in bed and kind of put it together. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I actually did unplug the thing. I go into the office, the things off. I realized that that's what happened. So I called Dan into the room and I turned it back on. I was like, I'm sorry. I, I had the, I guess earlier when you asked me like if I had a, a turned off the internet, I guess I had. And he was like, well, why didn't you say that? I was like, oh, well, I didn't realize. I didn't realize I had. And, and, uh, and then, and like, I also hadn't, I have this chip on my shoulder about like being really accident prone. Cause I, 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 when I was, when I was growing up, I was always the person who was fucking up things like that. And always, so I get really defensive when it comes to like screwing up things electronically or losing things or because I do do those things. And so it's, I like immediately just deny it. Um, and so he, he got really upset at me for, uh, for denying that. And it turned into this like greater thing where I was like, you don't understand. Like I didn't realize that I had done it before and now I realize it. And he's like, well, why didn't you do it sooner? Why did and then he was like, and now we need to f- figure out these plugs. It's a boring, it's a boring dumb fight. But, which ended with him saying, you are neither the victim nor the villain. <laughs> it's probably true. Right? Yeah. He's like, you're making yourself the villain. It's fine. And I was like, okay, fine. I love you. We always end every fight with, uh, I love you. And then we just kind of forget oh, about same it. Same with us. Yeah. Yeah. And your fights with I love you. I do. It's a. Uh, it's sometimes our fights go on for a couple of days. <laughs> they, they end with that, and that's my fault. That's my fault. Try saying it in the middle of the fight. Oh God, it's so hard for me. And yeah. This is, uh, well, like if you, if you, you hypothetically, theoretically, yeah. actually, like you, I would guess that like in your heart, you feel like you're going to be with. Uh, it's a sensitive thing to say. You f- you feel you're with Amanda because you want to be with of Amanda, and feel like you're going to be with her forever. So like if you feel that way, then like the fight like because like, I know know with uh, and I'm I'm saying this and it sounds condescending. And I don't mean it to be, but like I if I ever. I don't think that uh, Dan and I will ever break up, heaven forbid, but if I ever went into another relationship, the biggest thing that I've learned from this relationship is like, if we, we always, our fights always end when we say like, look, like we're going to be together forever. And one of us fucked up or we both fucked up. Um, And it's, I, I, I love you. This is a frustrating thing, but it's okay. Um, There's no amount of work I wouldn't do to, like and and I what I mean by that is mostly self introspection or or right like I'm 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 good with hearing that this may be your fault. I think I just need an an answer that makes sense, even if it's my yeah. Like, I'm happy to have it be my fault if I can finally put an answer to it. You know, right? But if there's something I can't figure out and I feel like it's coming f- as an offense, you know, yeah, that's when I like wall up and defend those things, even. If I don't know for sure if that's the right thing to do. You know? Have you ever read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? No, I don't think I've ever read a self-help book. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, probably. Just kidding. Um, it, it, you know, I know in your... I've never helped myself. 
men and women fight very uh, differently. Yeah, yeah, we, that's like, for sure. I mean, there's a, I'm sure you've experienced this, that there's like a shorthand when you have like a disagreement with a man versus a woman. I don't know much about any of this stuff. So <laughs> you'd probably be telling me news, you know. Uh. <laughs> the... Well, I mean, this is so of zero authority, except that I actually am a woman who dates men. But like, you know, women just want to be and, and knowing this, like it's still still have these big fights with Dan where I just want him to hear how I feel. Yeah. And he is afraid. And this maybe speaks to you didn't totally explain this, but like worrying about feeling like you're being taken advantage of. Like, I know that sometimes when I say to Dan, I feel like this hurt my feelings. He thinks that I am trying to get something from him or I'm like manipulating him. Like he, he thinks that I want like a specific response, Mm. which I don't really, I just, it's important to me that he knows when, well, th- this sounds crazy. It's important to me that he knows when I'm hurt, um, or if something's yeah. bothering me. I know the times I've been able to successfully express my viewpoint to Amanda have been in those terms. Like, if if I'm feeling taken advantage of or something like that, even though yeah. it probably wasn't. Yeah. Fighting and defending doesn't do anything. But when I go, this really upset me or hurt me. Yeah. She immediately responds to it you know in a yeah. way that like oh okay i get it he's not yeah. attacking me he's hurt himself or and then sh- she's never attacking me you know i don't think she's ever once attacked me but sometimes no. i like i can frame it that way mistakenly because yeah just, you know it's i mean she you know her she's the sweetest person in the world you know mm-hmm. and it's a super easy going yeah don't fuck it up jesus <laughs> trying not to <laughs> um, that, do they all become a therapy session like this? <laughs> no, no no um i don't usually talk about my personal life and things like this so i hope i haven't gone too far like i you've gone way too far uh, people I, hate listening to really personal say, honest things on this i know but let me bl- more lies please blanket That's statement like. of how lucky i am to be with amanda i mean yeah she, yeah she when you guys are the best person I've ever met, hands down. Yeah, you guys are so sweet together. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So these things we're talking about just happen to be the subject of the show a little bit, but the, the, it's the best. It's the best thing I've ever experienced ever. You know? Nice. Yeah. Well, integrate that into your fighting style, into your fighting ritual. Just open up with that. Well, you're the best fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I well, like I I think you know some of my most unhappy relationships or or probably have had zero fights because like yeah, communication yeah, yeah, yeah. is bad I or agree. like you just you're 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 more apathetic so like yeah. i i know in last like they've had previous relationships where like stuff will happen that'll bother me but like i don't care enough to yeah, say yeah. that's what i meant by me. earlier by you, when you love someone so much yeah it's so easy to let those little things make you afraid you know? yeah 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 but i think it's it's a really great tool when you're fighting to say look we're we're in this to win it and like yeah, this this sense. is we yeah. we love each other i'm dan always says to me which is like the best when we fight which is i <laughs> he says to me i can't uh, he, he, i can't be without you 
So we're going to figure this out. It's oh, going yeah. to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I that's a good thing to remember because I know if something ever happened to me and Amanda that I would have no choice but to solve physics for humankind <laughs> because there would be no other consolation yeah. prize. Like I would have to learn math and go away to a cabin right. and just find the Higgs boson and for for sure define it and solve string theory and go like because what else yeah there's no other point you know well and i'm sure like a man hearing that means a lot i think it especially means a lot to a woman to hear a man say i can't be without you because women are naturally nurturing and maternal and tend to take care of the man more in in more like literal ways yeah in a like i'm bringing you a blanket i'm doing this for you i'm did you did you eat this afternoon i know you said that you're running from one place to another like that's a very like cool female thing and that you know and those roles like go back and forth between men and women but i the reason why it means so much to me when dan says i can't be without you it makes me feel valued i think that a really hard thing for women is just feeling uh and I should just say for me, for like, feel, you know, you feel invisible because you, you do, you're, you're really care a lot about taking care of somebody. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I think that that's definitely true and it goes both ways too. And I think that actually something that's good about Amanda's and my age difference is that when I was younger, I didn't have the capacity to really tend to someone that mm-hmm. much, you know? And, yeah. And now... In some ways, I think our age difference is really suited for that, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way about my relationship with Yeah, with she's, she's 14. <laughs> she's so caring, though, and so doting. <laughs> really mature. I met her at comedy sports camp. We do this little circle. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Oh, I have mixed feelings about myself. <laughs> Um, they're all great, but they're just mixed up. <laughs> it's just like a wonderful fruit salad. A wonderful fruit salad. <laughs> a little yogurt. A little yogurt. Oh, boy. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and opening up, Matt. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. It was really fun. I hope we go to a dude ranch this summer. Oh, that, let's make it happen. Yeah. Montana? Montana. Oh, my God. Couple dude ranch trip. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's see Dan uh, ride a horse through a river. Oh, yeah. I want... <laughs> I want a hog tie. Uh, I guess a hog. <laughs> or I guess you hog tie a calf, right? You can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there are like pack trips and cattle yeah. trips. If we do that, we should, uh, we should podcast from, uh, Oh, definitely. From the dude ranch on yeah. a horse. Yeah. First podcast on a horse. I wonder if it's gotta be podcasted yeah. from on a horse. It's gotta happen. Sounds right. great. Yeah. All right. Well, happy trails. Happy trails. Yippee <laughs> That's the show, everybody. Um, please check out, uh, if you're not already listening to it, um, hugely popular, and Matt's amazing podcast, Super Ego. It's a one-of-a-kind sketch podcast. Uh, it's incredible. Super amazing. Super Ego. Super Ego is having a live show on April 5th at UCB. You can get tickets for that also at UCB Theater. Just uh, get t- tickets for um, our show on the 29th and also the Super Ego show. I'll be there. Um, come sit next to me at the Super Ego show and let's 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 uh, let's chat. <laughs> um, 
yeah, check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, again, please buy tickets for my show. Um, follow our Tumblr. It's awesome. It's run by the fantastic Caitlin Kelly. We're on the Twitters. Follow uh, Spencer Crittenden. Uh, he's fantastic. Uh, Spencer and I are going uh, or have a project, a forthcoming project, which is going to blow your minds. Um, donate to the podcast. If you donate $50 or more, I'll send you a painting. Um, I have a bunch of those uh, going out this week. Another flight um and uh yeah we we love you we love you so much also don't stop putting dirt under your rug oh Spencer. what uh <laughs> yeah what why are people putting dirt under the rugs is my first question right knock it off bye <laughs> all right guys uh now get ready for this feels terrible theater uh, we asked you to email us with your terrible date stories, and uh, Amanda Greenheart sent in her terrible date story. Uh, if you have a terrible date story, go ahead and send that in, and maybe we'll act it out with a guest. So what you're about to hear is uh, Matt and I taking taking Amanda's uh, story and uh, flourishing a little bit. Um, it's the it's the heart of what happened on the date. You'll see what I you'll see what I mean. Um, so yeah, please enjoy that and have a great one. <laughs> Susie, um, God, I have the hugest crush on this guy. Like it's written on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know Patrick from from that band Garbage Head? Yeah, it's literally written on your face. Yeah. You, oh my god. Yeah. yeah oh geez. I writing on my sleeve. <laughs> I Girl, I get it. He's a stud. He's Dirty, naughty skateboards, but not too much. Yeah, he's, I, 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 he, he's, he's a, a, a rebel. Yeah, and exciting. And yeah, he's like a rebel who rebels against rebellion in a way. Yeah, so he's a backdoor rebel. Absolutely, and you, you know what I, I love about his band is that not a lot of people listen to it, so it's like, you know, not a lot of people understand him. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, no, no. What's his band called? Garbage Head. That's. Brilliant, because it, I mean, who doesn't have a garbage head? But at the same time, you don't see it everywhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Hey, I, I, uh, I know, I know you're friends with his friend. I don't, I don't suppose you have his phone number. We should call him, right? Should Just I call him? It. Call him. Here's his number. Okay. It's a five, five, five number. Oh, oh. Oh. That's how rebellious he is. He doesn't want it known. It's amazing. All right, yeah. here it's we go. It's the only five 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 number that works. That's amazing. Oh God, I'm so okay. What, what should I say to him when I call him? Just be honest. Be yourself in a way that at least will show that you are cool by, by being manipulated by him later. Okay. Because you don't want to lose him. Yeah. You have to, like guys like this. They need to control you. So just give him. Give him an inch. He'll take a mile. Oh, you're the best, Susie. I am. I'm looking out for you. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. And we haven't even, I'm not even leaving and I'm staying. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Patrick. I guess. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, uh, I mean, is this Patrick? Yeah, you might be confused because I just got my accent. Oh, 
Um, hi, this is, this is, this is Amanda. I mean, uh, Amanda Greenheart. I, um, I'm in your, I'm in your math class. My math class. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I don't do maths. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that's really cool. I I saw I saw what you filled in on the Scantron for our last exam. Yeah, it was it was the statue of non-liberty, like statue of oppression. Yeah. You know? Oh God. Yeah. It didn't look like it. It really just looked like some bubbles, but. I'm not here to look at my weaknesses. Let's exploit yours. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I, I, I was wondering if, um, <laughs> uh, I, I was wondering if, if maybe you know, I've seen you skateboarding outside of. But uh, not too much, though. Ron. No, no, just, just like uh, the right amount. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was wondering if maybe I could come and watch you skateboard sometime? I don't know, because I feel like if I'm being watched, it's like, it's not for the art, you know? Right. It's for, yeah. it's too commercial. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I don't think so. Okay, okay. yeah, you're you're right. Well, um... And that's not me saying no. Oh. That's me saying, I don't want you to. Okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll see you around then. I'd rather you didn't. Well, but I will naturally, because we go to the same school. I've, I'm working on a cloaking device. Okay. Hello? Hello? It's vocal cloaking, that's why you didn't hear me right now. Two years later. Hey, Susie. Hey, Amanda. First of all... Hey, Susie. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm getting ready for graduation. You're going to be better because I've got news of the world. Oh. Yeah. You know Patrick? Uh, Yeah, I know Patrick. I mean, not really. Yeah, we'll get one conversation with him a couple years ago. Yeah, well, seeds, sowing the seeds of love because I just talked to my boyfriend, Clyde. Yeah. And we're talking again. Yeah. We're not just rubbing. And he's... I was like, why don't you get Patrick and Amanda together? Wait, Clyde's friends with Patrick? Oh, they're like great buddies. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. And I was like, get them together. And he's like, well, he's really into this real dark girl over at the other school. And I don't mean that like in complexion. Uh, I just mean in demeanor. Oh. He wouldn't do that. But he he wouldn't date a black girl. Oh, I didn't say black. I said oh, dark. Okay. Complexion. Oh, but like uh, like a. I mean, I'm kind of a. I don't want to say I'm a nerd, but I, I guess I'm not like. You mean like someone who's more cool, rock well, and roll? Don't worry, because Clyde was so supportive, and he's really? like, he really thinks it's gonna work. He said, I, I I think she should have a crack at that stud. Oh, well, that's... Isn't that so progressive? Yeah, I know. That's cool. I mean, I'm a... Uh, God, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Let's let's do it. I mean, I'm nervous. Don't be. I, okay. Because Stanislavski said nerves are the worst way to handle a character. I find uh, going to theater school. <laughs> Susie. Yeah. Wow. Do you want to seem relaxed? 
Are you, you, I mean, no, <laughs> you I'm not. I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, wow. But that's my character. I really am. So, so, so okay. So should I play the character of a cool girl on this? I mean, I don't want to screw this up. I mean, oh. it's, it's Patrick. It's the Patrick. Yeah. You need to Sandy from Greece this shit. Okay. Yeah. Like get a black tube top at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll Rizzo it and just get knocked up with a big baby. You're the you're my best friend. I am. I would get pregnant for you. That's so sweet. I did get I'm a pregnant. Li- you did? Yeah. Oh gosh. I know. Did you uh, yeah. Oh. I had first date rub. Susie, uh, I you know, we're best friends and I feel like you have so many secrets. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. What what's in that little paper bag? This is my Allergy drugs. Oh. But they're just drugs. I'm Are... allergic to not taking drugs. Okay. Okay, hold on. There's <laughs> let me see if there's something else in there. This this I made this for you. Oh. It's a friendship chastity belt. Oh, it's it's so big. <laughs> it it's was actually how... my sister's before she passed on. Oh God. This is so sad. She, was your sister wearing this when she died in the car accident? Yeah, she died of massive swelling. Oh well thank you, Susie. You bet. Okay, Dad, I'll I'll um I'll see you later. I'm 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 going on a date tonight. Oh, you found a nice gentleman as he's a church guy. Oh well, um, I mean the ch- the Church of Life. <laughs> oh well, that's that's a downward spiral. But I trust you. You make good decisions. Uh, what's his name? His name is Patrick. Irish. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a problem. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're Scotch Irish, and you know we invaded their country. So look, look for a blood war at the end of the night. <laughs> I don't know. Your mom doesn't like me reading history late at night when I take my quinine. Uh, I love you, honey. I love you too, Dad. Home by 10 a.m. Always a lot of pressure. Oh, okay. He's he's, he's downstairs. I'm going to run outside. Amanda! Uh, Hi. Hi. I got rid of my accent. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, sure. That was so yesteryear. <laughs> this is a cool car. No, no seatbelts. Yeah, it's a Pontiac d- death. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I heard about these. Yeah, I just I leased it. It's uh, it's it's great. Wow. Oh, you have so many CDs. Yeah, I collect CDs sometimes, not even to play, but just like, just to have them. Do you oh, like music? Cool. What do you like? Oh, I love music. Um, gosh, I. I, I really like um, like postal service. Oh God! I mean, I don't. I like I, I like them ironically. You don't like anything hard. Oh no, I like a lot of hard things. I like um, I like guar. Oh God! I mean, again, ironically, no. I mean, like, what do you? What do you? What do you like? What are you listening to? Wallflowers. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't get enough. Yeah, but the hard sessions. Oh, yeah. Wallflowers, um, little De La Soul. (laughs) (laughs) Tift Merritt. Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah. 
Melissa Etheridge. I just call her Eth. Nice. Uh, uh, I like to take a breath of fresh Eth every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just let the windows down and come to my window. So good. It's so good. I'm into a lot of lesbian music. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, me too. Totally. Really? Like which songs though? Like if you were going to pick an Indigo Girls song, which song would it be? Um, prop. I mean, I like, I like come to my window. Oh God, that's a Melissa Etheridge song. Oh yeah. Um, let me uh, run down some Indigo Girls songs. Okay. 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 Here's, um, whose thighs were those last night? That's my dress. You you have your side of the closet. Um, toothbrush regret. Uh huh. Um, our retainers got mixed up. Oh, our, our retainers get mixed oh, up. Oh God, that's the one that everybody likes. The radio hit. Oh, but that's but that's still an Indigo Girls song. Yeah, technically, but I mean, I like their deeper cuts, like deeper cut the yeah. song deeper cut yeah 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 that's a that's a good one <sighs> well what do you want to do tonight i don't know um do you do you want to are you hungry there's yeah, a great I'm burger really place hungry. around the corner yeah i'd eat a burger awesome later on at the burger place uh the venison medallions are at an extra ten dollars is that cool yeah i'll take two sets all right cool uh l- two two vms Roger that. Uh, can I have? I'd also like. I noticed that you have this little optional donate a dollar. Yeah. To the children's. Yeah, yeah. We could just tack that on your bill if you're. Yeah, the children's ride the wave. Yeah. Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, teaching blind children how to surf. It's a noble thing. Uh, as long as they surf, but not too much. Yeah. Could I donate? Let's do. Let's do a cool hundred to them. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. That's really awesome. We got a big donation on the children's wave. We're done for the month, guys. Sing, You guys sing a song every tip you get, right? Yeah. Happy endings. <laughs> anyway, that's all. I'm good with that. Cool. All right. So that's going to be uh, 189. Oh man, I yeah don't have. Let me check my pockets. This is this is really awkward, but I never intended to pay. Oh, um, okay. You, I, I, I did you get this one, and then and then let's not go on a date again. Um, I yeah. I mean, I I. I have some birthday money in my... But you already said yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. 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 So. Thanks for going out with me. Yeah, relationships. Um. Okay, here you go. The... We'll just give it to them. I don't need to be a middleman. I don't I don't like that sort of commerce system, you know. Okay. I'm a Maybe capitalist. I'm just sad about... Uh, I was going to use this money for some insulin for my cat. But it... No, it's not worth it. Okay, uh, here you go. Thanks. Yeah. That burger was great. Thanks for letting me get you to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, um, my uh, my friends are hanging out at the quarry. Mm. If- 
Those rock people weird me out. Okay. Um, well, we don't have to do that. Do you want to, do you want to watch a movie or something? It's just that they have that pale complexion where the, I don't know if they're just naturally evolved to blend in with their habitat there, but they've been living there for years. And every time I see them, I don't know they're there until they move. You know what I mean? <laughs> they look like rock people. Um, what was your other suggestion? <laughs> watching a movie. Uh, Maybe we could maybe you could watch that Sid Vicious movie or or oh God I'm not into them anymore. Yeah, I'm into um Lisa Loeb. Oh, she's probably in some movie. Maybe whatever whatever you want to watch. I mean, my, my... I don't. Know. I think I gotta go. I I really want to hang out with my friend I see over there. Are you oh. cool if I just get out of the car and abandon you? Um, you're going to leave me in your car? Well, you're not coming with me. Your, your friend sure is pretty. Yeah, she's, um, she's a sex lady. A sex lady? Yeah, she's an Andalusian sex lady. And they, what, oh, yeah. God, what is she doing with her tongue? Uh, she, <laughs> that's a, a, she's, that's a sort of, um, that's a signal. It's a primal signal that. She, let her know when she's her haunches are ready. Oh well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind hanging out with you guys. Like I could, I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you're getting it. It's like I don't need a third wheel. Yeah, she's gonna be my second wheel, right? And I'm not a unicycle rider. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I think I'm getting the gist of what you're saying. So could you give the two of us a ride to the Andalusian sex castle? Um, yeah. Or I'll I, just get out and walk. I'm not gonna, I mean, that would be insensitive. I don't want to do that to you. Thank you. Do you have some money for cab fare? And then I want to buy her a burger at that place. Um, I think I have like 10, ten dollars left tonight. <sighs> okay. Okay. Here's the ten dollars. Do you, mm. um, probably not. I do. I have bad breath. I just. Oh I, yeah, but that's not the reason. Oh, okay. Um, well, maybe maybe we can hang out again. Some. I gotta. I gotta do. A, I'm doing a tour of duty. <laughs> Forever. Yes, yeah, with, with the military or like with what organization? Uh, the Surfrider Foundation. Oh, I'm teaching blind kids how to see. Okay, um, it's. Uh... But I want to give you something before I go. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She leans in for a kiss. What I have here is a kiss. Uh huh. Me single by sixpence none the richer. It's one of my favorite songs. Oh, thanks. Take it. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's. I'll see you later. Okay. Kiss me beneath <laughs> the bearded part. Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours six to seven a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. 
Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe's for Pros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.